1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, the very latest in the investigations into Donald Trump and what his former vice president is saying about that Mar-a-Lago search and whether he'll testify before the January 6th committee as Mike Pence weighs a 2024 run for the White House, his message to fellow Republicans.
3: Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police.
2: Plus, Rudy Giuliani spends six hours before a grand jury. CBS's Jeff Pegues is there.
4: i talk about this until you talk.
2: The CDC's COVID failure. The major overhaul for America's public health agency just announced. CBS's Dr. John Lepook speaks with the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, for her only television interview.
5: Was the agency up to the task of handling this pandemic?
2: Gun violence in America. After five people are shot and 100 rounds fired in Philadelphia, CBS's Elaine Cajano is there tonight in one of the nation's deadliest cities a trip into the history books. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is on a flight, honoring a pilot and pioneer.
6: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, Donald Trump's former vice president is speaking out for the first time since the search of Mar-a-Lago. And it comes as the January 6th committee is continuing its work. Well, tonight, the panel may have a new witness. Mike Pence says he would consider testifying if he is asked. You may recall there was a pressure campaign led by Trump for Pence to overturn the 2020 election and not certify the electoral votes in Congress. White House officials told the committee that when Pence didn't comply, the former president called him a wimp and rioters called for his hanging. Well, Pence's comments came as Rudy Giuliani spent his day under oath before a grand jury in Atlanta that's investigating attempts to overturn the presidential election. We clearly have a lot of news to get to tonight. And CBS's Jeff Begays will start us off from Atlanta. Good evening, Jeff.
4: Nora, this Georgia investigation may pose the most imminent legal jeopardy for the former president, but it's also the work of the January 6th committee and its political impact ahead of 2024. And now that committee may have yet another star witness.
3: If there was an invitation to participate, I would consider it.
4: Today's remarks by former Vice President Mike Pence were the closest he has come to saying that he might testify before the January 6th committee. Even though the relationship between Pence and Mr. Trump is strained as a result of January 6th, Pence today did weigh in on last week's search of Mar-a-Lago while asking fellow Republicans not to target FBI agents.
3: Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police.
4: Currently, Mr. Trump is under legal scrutiny in the state of New York. And in Georgia, the Fulton County District Attorney could be building a case against him. I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have. In that case, the former president was recorded in a phone call to Georgia's secretary of state. But you kept 96,600 votes when there was no return record for them. What would that suggest? Phantom votes. Former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani is now a target of the Georgia investigation, which is examining whether he participated in an effort to overturn election results. He tried to avoid testifying after telling a judge he was too ill to fly, but he was ordered to find a way to show up at court today. How did you get here? I'll give you one answer. I didn't more. After about six hours in the courthouse, he left in this black SUV. Someone in the front passenger seat flashed a peace sign. But there is another battleground in yet another courtroom, this one involving yet another... Trump ally, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, who is appealing a judge's decision that he also testify before this special grand jury in this courthouse behind me, just as Rudy Giuliani did today. Nora.
2: Jeff Pagase in Atlanta. Thank you. Tonight, Congresswoman Liz Cheney is considering her next political move after Wyoming Republicans ousted the Trump critic in last night's GOP primary. Cheney was defiant in defeat, warning voters that their embrace of former President Trump and his lies is a threat to democracy itself as she weighs a run for the White House in 2024. CBS's Robert Costa reports again for us tonight from Jackson, Wyoming. This primary election is over, but now... The real work begins
3: moments after conceding in one of this summer's marquee races congresswoman liz cheney took the stage at dusk with her father former vice president dick cheney looking on and outlined her next mission
2: i will do whatever it takes to ensure donald trump is never again
7: anywhere near the oval office and i mean it
3: cheney quickly moved to set up a new political action committee explicitly focused on stopping Trump, whom she sees as a threat to democracy, due to the way he has convinced some Republicans to echo his baseless claim that the 2020 election was stolen. She also did not rule out a possible run for president in 2024.
8: Abraham Lincoln was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most
2: important election of all.
3: While Cheney has a national profile and fundraising base, Her ambitions for a revival of traditional Republican politics Uh, uh, face a stark political uh, reality. The GOP here in Wyoming and in most red states remains the party of Trump. Cheney's Trump-backed challenger, Harriet Hageman, beat Cheney in a rout.
7: We are no longer going to tolerate representatives who don't represent us.
3: In a statement, Trump crowed about her defeat, saying Cheney can now finally disappear into the depths of political oblivion. She is now the 8th House Republican who supported Trump's impeachment following the Capitol attack to be heading for the exits after this term. Meanwhile, election deniers are gaining traction inside the Republican Party across the country. And here in Wyoming last night, the Republican nominated for secretary of state is someone who has made repeated and baseless claims about the 2020 election being stolen from Trump.
2: Nora. Robert Costa, thank you. A major shakeup tonight at the Centers for Disease Control following criticism of how the nation's public health agency handled the COVID-19 epidemic. And it comes as the country faces another outbreak, this time monkeypox. CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook has our exclusive interview tonight.
5: Today's report uncovered deep concerns over the CDC's culture and day-to-day practices. Among the complaints... A rigid compartmentalized bureaucracy that restricted the agency's overall response to the pandemic from its analysis of data to the sluggish release of information to the public, to its confusing and overwhelming COVID guidance. Was the agency up to the task of handling this pandemic?
8: I think our public health infrastructure in the country was not up to the task of handling this pandemic.
5: CDC director Dr. Rochelle Bolensky commissioned the report in April.
8: We learned some hard lessons over the last three years, and as part of that, it's my responsibility, it's the agency's responsibility, to learn from those lessons and do better.
5: The new findings are likely to spark a major shakeup of the CDC's sprawling bureaucracy. Among the plans? Get information to the public more rapidly. Create a new office to promote equity in healthcare and develop a more nimble workforce that can quickly respond to public health crises.
8: We need to have a special forces, if you will, um, to deploy during pandemic times.
5: Do you think they're up to the task of now changing their whole culture and thinking of themselves more like special forces that can be deployed wherever they're needed?
8: I have no doubt that they're up to the task.
5: The report comes with a new sense of urgency as the CDC moves from managing the pandemic to dealing with the latest public health crisis monkeypox. Is it fair to say we're not quite there yet in terms of monkeypox?
8: I think it's too early to say that we have our arms around it. I believe that we can work to contain this outbreak, um, and we're doing a lot of that hard work.
5: Dr. Walensky told me the CDC has to up its game when it comes to making the agency's workforce more nimble, improving capabilities in the lab, and becoming better at gathering and reporting data, because Nora, we do not know what the next public health challenge will be.
2: Dr. Lapook, with that exclusive, thank you so much. Well, Philadelphia is reeling from another tragic example of the country's gun violence epidemic. The latest, a mass shooting that has left five wounded, including a teenager in critical condition. The city of brotherly love is now one of the deadliest in the country. CBS's Elaine Gujano is there tonight to find out why.
9: The shooting happened just before 7 p.m. outside a recreation center on Philadelphia's west side. Police say six suspects armed with multiple guns fired nearly 100 shots, injuring five people.
5: There are too many guns on our streets with devastating consequences. As we saw by the number of rounds that were taken off the sidewalk. Uh, There's no purpose for any of those guns, other than to kill human beings.
9: Guns have been used to kill 308 people in Philadelphia so far this year. More than 1,400 people have been shot in the city. That number of gunshot victims surpasses even bigger cities like New York and Los Angeles. Larry Krasner is Philadelphia's
3: district attorney.
9: What do you think is behind this spike in violence?
3: It's a pretty terrible national phenomenon. This is the most heavily armed industrial society in the world. No matter how many guns you take off the street, there are more and more guns. So let's not kid ourselves.
9: Meanwhile, the NYPD's specialized anti-gun unit announced a crackdown on illegal guns, seizing 46 guns over the last three days. Police were joined by Jackie Rowe Adams, a mother who lost two sons to gun violence.
8: You are killing each other. The police is not killing us, we killing us.
9: Next week, new federal rules go into effect that will regulate unserialized parts used to create ghost guns. Here in Philadelphia, the ATF agent in charge told our CBS station that individuals are selling off inventory now, making it harder for law enforcement to trace those firearms. Nora.
2: All right, Elaine Kahano. Thank you. Overseas to Afghanistan now, where a large explosion rocked a Kabul mosque, killing at least 10 people, including a prominent imam. There was no immediate claim of responsibility. One year since the Taliban takeover, there's growing instabilita- instability and a humanitarian crisis, with an estimated 25 million living in poverty. CBS's Intiaz Tayyib reports tonight from Kabul. We want to warn you that some of the images of children you're going to see are disturbing.
6: Afghanistan is starving And these babies are among the most malnourished At Kabul's main children's hospital Infants receive specialized treatment This mother tells us her four-month-old son Weighs just six and a half pounds Your son is so small, so frail You must be very worried about
8: him
6: Yes, we are so worried, she says His older brother died And I'm worried he will too Hunger has long plagued Afghanistan, but since the Taliban's takeover one year ago, the Biden administration has frozen $7 billion in state bank assets. And other international donors, who funded up to 80% of the economy, pulled financial support. Doctors tell us they're struggling. Every day, one or two malnourished children die here, he says. You lose one or two children a day yes unfortunately so in the taliban's afghanistan hunger stalks nearly every street these people are waiting outside of the bakery hoping for a handout of bread each loaf costs just 11 cents but even that's too expensive for Najibullah. the taliban have been in power for a year now are they helping you i haven't received a penny from them he says as the sun sets a local resident offers to buy bread for those who've been waiting outside the bakery. It means, at least tonight, they won't go to bed hungry. Imtiaz Taib, CBS News, Kabul, Afghanistan.
2: And back here at home, the news about the companies fined hundreds of millions of dollars for their alleged roles in the opioid crisis. That story in 60 seconds.
1: Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now.
2: Tonight, Californians are being urged to cut their electric usage with another brutal heat wave pushing power supplies to their limit. 30 million people in the West are under heat alerts with more records expected to fall tomorrow. Seattle could hit 93 degrees. Portland temperatures will near the triple digits. Overseas, incredible flooding in France. This was the scene in the Paris metro. Floodwaters cascading down the stairs as people tried to get home from work. The City of Light got nearly an inch and a half of rain. That's close to a month's worth in one hour. And tonight, three of the country's largest pharmacy chains are facing a big financial hit. A federal judge ordered CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart to pay two counties in Ohio more than $650 million for their roles in fueling the opioid epidemic. The counties had won a landmark case claiming the chains caused severe harm to their communities. All three companies plan to appeal the judge's ruling. And still ahead, there is a growing healthcare crisis in America's delivery rooms. Why mothers-to-be are dying and what can be done to stop it? Despite spending more on health care than any other country, America continues to have the highest maternal mortality rate compared to other wealthy nations. Now, new abortion bans are limiting women's health care options even more. CBS's Elise Preston goes in-depth to look at the problem and possible solutions.
4: I got you.
7: <laughs> Charles Johnson is trying to fill the void for his two sons, but the loss of their mother, Kira, in 2016 is too deep.
6: Kira was robbed. When I see these boys and how amazing they are, it's bittersweet.
7: It was supposed to be a routine C-section.
6: The doors to the operating room opened and they closed behind Kira. Kira, that's the last time I saw her alive.
7: In the U.S., at least 3,000 mothers have died during childbirth since 2016. 12 of the states that have the most restrictive abortion laws also have maternal mortality rates above the national average. Nationwide, Black women are three times more likely to die during pregnancy.
8: I'm as terrified as the people that I take care of. Survival beyond pregnancy is the least of what we deserve.
7: OBGYN pregnancy. Dr. Jamila Parrott says the blame goes beyond women simply having access to quality care. How do we get to Black women dying at a rate three to four times? We didn't get her overnight. I'll tell you that there's lots of evidence, lots of research that shows black
8: women are treated differently when we seek care. We're not listened to in the same way.
7: We're given a different level of care, a lesser level of care.
6: I got to say, it looks like it's peppy.
7: Johnson is now sharing his wife's story to help other vulnerable mothers.
6: Every time I share my experience, it's extremely painful. It's literally the worst thing that's ever happened. But my hope is that by telling the story, it will help prevent what happened to our families from
2: happening to other families.
7: Elise Preston, CBS News, Smyrna, Georgia.
2: Should not have happened to
7: them. And when we come back, trouble during
2: a spacewalk, why a Russian cosmonaut was told to drop everything and get back inside. There was a bit of a scare today during a spacewalk outside the International Space Station. A Russian cosmonaut's spacesuit developed an electrical problem, and he was ordered to drop everything. He and a crewmate got back inside safely, but NASA says he was never in danger. Well, and back here on Earth, NASA is one small step closer to sending astronauts to the moon. The Space Launch System rocket was rolled out to the launch pad today at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. There is a test flight without a crew later this month. All right, we'll be right back with a history-making flight in honor of a history-making woman. Finally tonight, we take an historic flight to honor a woman who left a trailblazing legacy in the sky. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve.
10: This American Airlines ground crew is prepping flight 372 for a trip into the history books. It's the first time in the airline's 96 years, everyone involved from the ramp to the gate. We are honored to have you on board. In the cockpit and in the cabin are all black women. The flight celebrates the 100th anniversary of Bessie Coleman, the first African-American woman to earn a pilot's license. Coleman had to learn to fly in France because it wasn't an option here in the US her great niece Gigi was on the celebration flight.
9: My great aunt received her license two years before Amelia Earhart. She wasn't in the history books. No one knew about her. You can do whatever you want to in
10: life. She runs the Bessie Coleman Aviation All-Stars, an after-school program aimed at inspiring kids, especially young people of color, to take flight.
8: Now, I've never had an all-black female flight crew in my entire career.
10: There are fewer than 150 black women airline pilots in the U.S. Captain Beth Powell is one of them.
8: Representation is so important today because when you see someone in yourself, you know it's possible. I can do this too.
10: Sharing the story of Bessie Coleman in hopes of inspiring the pilots of tomorrow. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Phoenix.
2: What a terrific story, and what a pioneer. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app,